Because if you're leading within an organization, if you're a leader at home, right, this is affecting you in so many different ways. And not only that, because we are leaders, we are supporting and leading and we are navigating situation with team members and multiple individuals who are also navigating the same issue, these same problems, these same thoughts. It's one thing when it's just us in our small bubbles, say it's us and it's your spouse and your loved ones, and you have that small group you have to navigate. But when you go into an organization and you have five other team members, you have an entire organization, or you have tons of organizations out there you support, and you have other branches in different parts of the country or other parts within the nation that are all having these same thoughts, that is a whole nother ball game. Why do you want to be a leader? What's up, guys? And happy, happy new year. Welcome to a new season of the Leader Set Trends podcast. Yes, Internal Fire has made that switch, and we are now Leader Set Trends, the podcast with Aisha Thomas. So excited that you are here. If you're new, welcome. So happy that you have joined the family. But we are about to get into some good stuff in 2022 and beyond. But today, I want us to focus on what is about to happen because COVID cases are going up, resignations are happening. It's about to get real in these leadership streets. So my question to you is why did you begin to lead in the first place? Why? Because when we get into things, oh, it's so, it's so exciting. It's so wonderful. But the reality is when the going gets tough and it's not pretty anymore, people start to second guess why they started it in the first place. But again, why did you begin? Why did you start that journey? Let's talk about that. Because when we have dedicated ourselves to be leaders, we have to be able to accept the good and the bad. So let's get your notepad, your note-taking materials, and let's get into today's message. Why do you want to be a leader? Why? What's your story? Is this something that's rehearsed or something that you can just easily say? Does it really matter? And the reason why I ask this question is because just paying attention to where things are going. The beginning of 2022 might be like, okay, there might be some challenges that we're running into right from the beginning. Or is it? Because in reality, we've already went through pretty much a pretty much a preparation phase of this before. COVID cases, again, it was brand new at one point. We didn't know what it was, but it's a new variant. It seems like more people are getting it. I know for me, it seems like a lot more people closer to me are getting it. Before, it seemed like it was like a distant, distant individuals, or it was, you know, someone you saw on TV, or it was potentially you just heard it on the news. But now it's a friend. Now it, the person is one phone call away. Now it's a lot of friends and a lot of people. And now you're really like, man, I have vaccines. I've done this. I've done that. I haven't even gone anywhere and I don't even know why I have it. But what does that mean to us leaders? It means a lot. 
Because if you're leading within an organization, if you're a leader at home, right, this is affecting you in so many different ways. And not only that, because we are leaders, we are supporting and leading and we are navigating situation with team members and multiple individuals who are also navigating the same issue, these same problems, these same thoughts. It's one thing when it's just us and our small bubbles, say it's us and it's your spouse and your loved ones, and you have that small group you have to navigate. But when you go into an organization and you have five other team members, you have an entire organization, or you have tons of organizations out there you support, and you have other branches in different parts of the country or other parts within the nation that are all having these same thoughts. That is a whole nother ball game. Why do you want to be a leader? Because initially when you get into this, it's rainbows and butterflies. It's, it's kind of exciting for people who truly were like, listen, I want to lead. For those that might be, it might be your first time listening to this podcast. I always share the story of how I never wanted to be a leader. I didn't have like those typical stories when people ask, well, how did you end up in this leadership role? Or how did you like, where did you start? Like, is this something you always wanted? Or some people are saying you're naturally a leader. No, I I don't even know a lot of things. I'm just like, this is just all God. Like God did this. You know, I'm a woman of faith. Like this is all God. I don't even know how I got here or I'm just, I'm just grateful. But in all honesty, when I joined the military and I went in, I really was looking for the, I was a benefit related move, strategic move. Okay. I know that I had learned financial literacy and my college education was being funded by good old Sally May. And I knew that the military was going to be able to support my educational goals if I committed X amount of years. So let's try it out. That was one of my sole reasons for joining. Once I joined the machine of the Air Force and fell in love with everything about it, things changed. I was exposed to different, right? Exposure can literally shift your mindset and how you view things. But that was my initial goal. As a young woman that graduated a high school that was, that took a couple years of college, I was like, I want to pay for my education. I don't want to pay loans. I want to ensure that I'm, it was literally a financial savvy move. And then I get to basic training and boom, here I am being placed into a leadership role. And it's like, what? I just wanted to lay low, serve my few years and pay for my school. What do you mean lead? What do you mean leadership school? What do you mean all these other things that I have to do? What did I get myself into? Why do you want to be a leader? And look at me, someone that never even wanted to be a leader in the first place, not realizing I was joining an institution, a machine, this major (laughs) echonism, right? Or ecosystem was what I was really trying to say. I don't know why I say echonism. I just merged two words. I don't know what I was thinking, y'all, but this this major ecosystem, (laughs) right? Not literally, but that was all about leadership, to bring the leadership out of you, to bring the confidence out of you, I did not know what I was getting into. 
But there are a lot of people out there that know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Why do you want to be a leader? I'm going to say that a few times. You're going to keep saying that because I want you to leave this podcast thinking about why I want to be a leader because we are going to go into another year, another month, another week, another day. And I want you to really understand what comes with this role because it's not all rainbows and sunshine. They're going to be tough days. They're going to be hard days. And that's okay. I just don't want you to quit in the process. Let me bring my hype down real quick. I'm on I'm on 10 right now, right? Because I'm I'm going through this experience right now. And I can see it. I can see, I can feel it about to happen because it's like, wow, you know, as I'm reading and I'm hearing what's happening, I'm like, leaders are going to have to navigate another stormy season. However, preparation and what we've what we've experienced should allow us to go through it with ease. However, when you are navigating and supporting different individuals from different backgrounds that have different emotions and feelings that are going to navigate it differently, that's when it can get a little hectic because again, you can't dictate how everyone else navigates stormy seasons or seasons of, I don't even want to call it a storm, but seasons where there's no clarity or where, where you don't know what's around the door what's around the corner, especially as you're talking about the pandemic. There were organizations and companies out that were slowly bringing people back into the office. Should we stop? Should we not? What's the plan? What's not the plan? Like what, what are you guys going to do? What is this state doing compared to this state? Oh my goodness. I just got a call from my, a friend earlier that said in Georgia, they're going strictly online. And I'm like, what do you mean? Just for the month? She's like, no, for the rest of the school year. And I'm like, are you sure? Really? What? How? Who? What does this mean for the rest of us? While you might not think this affects your organization or company, it does. Because you have individuals that have children that work for you, that this is going to impact them. And as I've been talking about the great resignation from my last podcast, This is one of the reasons why a lot of individuals are transitioning from organizations and companies. They're looking for better standards. They're looking for a little bit more. They want to be in spaces where they're sure. Of course, you can't be 100% sure, but they're looking to be in spaces where there's a little bit more clarity as to what is happening, what's going to happen next. And if they don't get that clear direction because of what's happening in the world, it makes them uncomfortable. And because it makes them uncomfortable, then they don't feel comfortable or they're looking for the spaces and places that they can be at that is going to give them that comfortability. Is that going to be you all? So let me back up a little bit and just read some stats and some information. So it says 4.4 million people have resigned their jobs in September 2021. 4.4 million resigned just in 2021, right? So this was reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, right? So um, it was, it it correlated, right? That correlated with those like high departures that happened in 2021, right? Because again, this was the information that has been connected to, again, this idea of this great resignation, the season of a lot of people just walking away. And the reality, it, it it won't subside, 
And yes, it is a fact that this the hospitality industry has been hit a lot more. However, I believe it was about 5%, right? Excuse me, one-fifth of that um, big number was also professional industries, right? Corporations. It wasn't solely, yes, the, the biggest industry hit was hospitality and so on. That's why you see like restaurants and, you know, a lot of those spaces, hotels, they have been struggling a lot. But other institutions, organizations, businesses have been impacted as well. And of course, there are always polls that are done, but a new poll revealed that 23% of of employed Americans plan to quit in the next 12 months. Many is going to happen by February of 2022. And the number one reason for it is because they want leaders to create better working conditions for them. They're looking for better working conditions. That's why I always say that the decisions that we make as leaders don't just affect us. And I love when I have the opportunity to support organizations in some of the assessments I provide and walking them through effective problem solving. And this is one of the courses I'll be teaching at a university this either in the, I believe in the spring semester, but talking about effective problem solving, because yes, it seems simple. But in reality, we don't realize that we are more apt to problem solve, focusing on one area more than the others, one more than the other. Some people are decision-making focuses first on the people. Some of them, they focus more on the immediate, okay, immediate action. What can we do right now? Some individuals look at the big picture, but we need to consider all three of those factors before we really finalize a decision. So if you make a decision just thinking about the big picture, but you forget the people or you you make the decision solely about the people, but you don't think about the big picture impact or the immediate actions you need, all of it, it can mess up the whole flow. So when we look at better working conditions, right, you see these terms and you might think like, oh, man, that's so that's just mixed. I mean, that's just so minor. It's not. Because better working conditions could be communication. I just need to know what the plan is, or you said this was going to happen. Now you said it's not going to happen, or there has been a big shift. What is the plan? Have you guys discussed that? Have you guys talked about that? Which means now for the leader, that might mean having longer meetings or having a meeting plan that you weren't expecting to have planned. It might mean a total shift in what you had planned for the next couple months. Why do you want to be a leader? Because the things we have to do and the things we have to consider and the things that we have to pretty much make, the adjustments we have to make in the drop of a dime or the adjustments we have to make, I mean, it can happen at any point. And the next question is for those who don't resign, how does it impact those who stay? And there's no fault of anyone that decides to leave. Because if the working conditions aren't effective, if communication is ineffective, if they don't feel safe and they find somewhere else that does feel safe, can we stop them from departing? We can't. We can definitely learn from it. Hopefully we're collecting feedback and identifying what we can do to be better. But how does it impact those who stay? 
now they struggle to complete tasks, right? Because now they have to take on the responsibility of those who departed. More work, less bodies, less individuals to support that mission and vision. All those talented individuals left. They feel isolated. Less loyalty to the company because again, they do have a right to consider and look at other locations and spaces and say, you know what? I know here, I can go here and get the support I need or there's a better situation at this other company for me. And one of the biggest, actually the highest, the highest area that was identified was they wonder if they're being, if they are being paid enough. They wonder if they're being paid enough. And that's a true question. Okay. If I'm taking all the additional roles, if I am in inheriting all these additional tasks, am I even being compensated enough for this? I mean, that that's 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 okay to have those questions. It's okay for our team members to have these questions. Remember the stages of team development. If you haven't watched that YouTube series, please take your time and go um, watch that YouTube series that I have. But it talks about these different stages. And you could have been in that good performance stage. And now things have shifted and now you're in the storming phase. Things have shifted completely. And now you're like, okay, I'm in the storming phase. I'm being questioned. All this is happening. But the question is, are you doing those key things during those storming phase? And on the second half, we'll talk about the areas and things you need to focus on during the storming phase. So no worries. We'll talk about that. So people are are departing. You have to consider those who are staying. So while we're recruiting new talent, make sure you're nurturing and addressing the issues for those new team members. Because we want to still try to retain individuals while aiming to recruit new individuals. But why do you want to lead? This probably was a part of the leadership process that you were like, oh, okay. I I was excited during the Norman stage. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, the Norman stage. I was excited during the performing stage. Mm. But I had the storming part. Like this, uh, this unsure season, I don't like it. I don't like it. Why did you decide to be a leader? Because a lot of times these positions are attractive to many people solely because, again, it's a part of the process of getting to new tiers. They're individuals who are attracted to, you know, roles. I mean, there are some people who are naturally attracted to leadership positions, but there are other reasons why people get attracted to certain positions. And it might not be necessarily the title of leader, but it's the pay. It is the nice parking spot. It's what comes with the position as far as maybe the aesthetics of it, the good things that come with it. But no one really, a lot of times we say no one, right? But a lot of times we don't really think about, oh, but leadership does come with these other things that are going to be extremely stressful. We don't, we don't, we don't think about those things initially. So here I am, Basic training, not even a few weeks in, and I'm already leading, <laughs> and I get fired. Like, I, I again, I shared this story plenty of times before. And that right there, I've been like, good, oof, good, I'm, I'm glad I got fired. I don't have to worry about that. But it, it bothered me. 
it bothered me. I got fired and I watched how that person after me was able to maintain that position and stay in there and take us all the way out to graduation as that leader. And since then, I have, I've had other opportunities to lead and improve and improve. And again, I'm not saying I'm a, you know, everyone is a perfect leader or even myself. No one is perfect. We still always want to develop. That's why leadership development is so important to me. And I'm grateful to be in a wonderful service where leadership development is within the core of everything that we do. Again, in every rank that, not every rank, but pretty much from staff sergeant and above, or as you can say, like E4, E5 and above, you're going through some type of leadership school. You're learning about, okay, leading from this level, this tier, and you're li- literally being developed to these different tiers to see things from those perspectives. It's, it's really magical. And many of us sometimes don't, we take it for granted. We could take these classes and we're like, all right, we got to go to this school, Airman Leadership School. You have uh, NCO Academy, Non-Commissioned Officer School. That's on the enlisted side. It's different for the officer side. Just note. Then you have Senior Non-Commissioned Officer School. Like you have, you have Chief, you know, when you become Chief, there's a school for that. But they have all these schools and some people go and it's just a check off the, but there's some magic that happens. There are things that you learn. There's so many great tools that you get. And a lot of times they say you come back and you're reblued, AKA means you come back with a new level of motivation because you've just been poured into, you've learned all this great information that now you just want to give back to your organization. Or I hope that's what happens. Or some people return and they're like, okay, good. I'm glad I'm back. I felt, I felt like I was in a college. It was, it it is like a college experience. I felt like I was in college for the past five, six weeks. I'm ready to go back to normalcy because I'm an adult and I don't want to go through college again as a 30 something year old. (laughs) I mean, it does feel like a college experience. So, but again, why do you want to lead? Because we should really look at these opportunities as great opportunities for us to truly learn some new tools that can benefit us and prepare us for these seasons that we're about to go into. So I found this Glassdoor article. It talks about how to explain why you want to be a leader. So it's it's a guy that helps individuals when they're in an interview, because the reality is you will be asked that question. Why did you, why did you apply for this position? Why did you, why do you want to be a leader? Right? So it says you may heard you have you may have heard the question why do you want to be a leader during an interview. One of the most desired qualities employers seek regardless of a position's level is effective leadership skills from entry level sales positions to mid level project manager to executive leader senior vice president. Nearly every job requires the ability to lead whether it's people or processes or I believe that should be and. Boop, glass door I need you to fix that. But that's true. Some, some spaces will find that processes are better than this, but really you need to be able to do both because they both go hand in hand. They said other ways in the interview might ask why you want to be a leader. During the interview process, questions related to a candidate's leadership skills are frequently asked. A common question is, why do you want to be a leader? It may be um, asked in a variety of ways, such as why are you interested in a leadership role or why do you want to be a team leader? You may be wondering why you want to ask, why, excuse me, why you're being asked this question or how to answer it. 
And it continues, it says, most employers ask this question for the organization's benefit to gauge a candidate's fit for the specific role and within the organization as a whole. They want to find the candidates with the most leadership potential or experience. So they ask why you want to be a leader. This is to ensure that you are the right candidate and that you are invested in your leadership development and the growth of the, of the business as much as getting the job. A common belief among employers is that employees who are leaders are good for the organization's bottom line. Leaders tend to be more committed and attached to the business's success, going beyond, excuse me, going above and beyond their typical responsibility and remaining with the business longer. Being a leader may come naturally for some, but many have to develop their leadership skills. Yeah, that's what I've said. Like some of people have to, it's not, it's not, again, like for myself, I knew that's not something I strive to be or to do. So I had to develop them, right? And it's it's wonderful because, again, we are learning leadership skills in so many different ways. Some people have been in leadership roles in some of the extracurricular activity they've been in or have experienced, or maybe they played sports. But all of those different roles or all of those different things do benefit you. Why do you want to lead? This isn't just a question you answer and you look up just like I'm looking up this guide and you're looking up questions. Okay, I need to answer it this way, this way. You really need to understand that this is a journey, as they say, right? This isn't a um, this isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. She's a runner. She's a drag star. Like it's it's not a it's not something that is a very fast paced thing. It takes time because with each tier that you go to, there are different things that you have to tap into. Things that you're probably like, wow, I didn't recognize. I didn't. Wow, I have to consider this. I have to policy. Wow, I've never just okay. I've never thought about policy before. Like there are things that you just are constantly having to learn, which is a great thing. But foundationally, there are things that some of you and some of us, and again, myself, never consider to work on. So you will chase the position because of what comes with it, not realizing how important those skills are for you to develop. And then when the storming season comes, that skill, that you and I and whomever never decided to work on, that's when it's tested. And because the communication skills weren't worked on and developed, problem solving, those motivation factors or how to motivation, motivate others, how to interact with others effectively, how to navigate conflict, decision-making, and I'm still looking through this glass door list because it has like things that, you know, organizations look for integrity, trustworthiness, flexibility. Oh, you need to be flexible. All those different things that we could have worked on. Or we were just maybe just like, okay, I'm just going to stay in this box. Now you can't stay out the box because you have to be flexible because that person has resigned, that person resigned, that other person has resigned. And now you find yourself in the back working with everyone else. Over the weekend, I wanted some breakfast and I wanted to, I wanted it from a specific place because I went there and their pancakes were amazing. 
So I placed my order online, ladies and gentlemen, and I hit submit and it told me, well, you know what? This time doesn't work because they're overwhelmed. And I said, oh man, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put the suggested time in there. And I did that. And I waited my half an hour, got ready, took my niece with me. We drove down there and I'm ready, walked in. Hey, I'm here to pick up an order for Aisha. It's not ready. Well, how long will it be ready? Will it take? We don't know. They're backed up in the kitchen. Oh, well, I, can you tell me how long? Gentleman goes back there, comes back. I don't know how long it'll take. You know, you can have a seat. And I was like, well, would you, can I speak to a manager? Because, and the reason why I ask is because, you know, I just, I'm just going to just, I just, you know, just going to sit. I just want me to just sit and just wait for how long, however long it's going to take when I place my order online. Right. And really it had been like, I placed it an hour prior, but it said, hey, it won't be ready until an hour later. Fine, you know, but I waited that designated time. So I get here and now I have to wait longer and I, I can't even know how long, like, let me know. And sometimes you do have individuals that will go back there and say, hey, a team member will go back and say, hey, how long will it take? And they will get brushed off. And depending on that person might not be into conflict. They might be like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to go back in the front. I don't know. This is just the idea in my mind, because again, working in a team environment, I'm like, well, he might be looked at, hey, small fry, we're not going to say, I mean, that's what happens in workplaces. People get ignored, they get pushed away, and some individuals don't even like conflict. Okay, I'll just tell the customer this, and maybe that's what they're used to telling the customer, but that wasn't acceptable. Especially if you have someone that, if you have a system online for people to order and you say, this is when it's going to be done. You should give them how long they, they're going to wait. Well, come to find out that leader is in the back cooking. She can't even come and talk to me right away. Because there is short, they're short staffed. So now she can't manage and lead. I mean, she's still managing and leading, but she can't function in this capacity of this role that she was given. She has to now step in and put on additional or take on additional roles, flexibility. She is back there cooking my pancakes. And although that was not what she signed up for, she's back there doing it. Finally comes up there, talks to me, sweetheart. You know, I'm not going to give her attitude. It is what it is. She tells me that, oh, sometimes the orders for the people there gets mixed up with online. To me, it's still like, okay, we need to fix that system because I'm a problem solver. But okay, we're going to get through this. Finally got my stuff like 30 minutes later. I was a little upset, but I was going to give them that energy. I understood because she didn't give me attitude. She was doing what she needed to do in that moment, flexibility. And I don't know, maybe she'll leave or hopefully, may hopefully she sticks it out. But she didn't go in that day, probably didn't know that things were going to be as it was that day. Why do you want to be a leader? Because it's in those moments, in on those days, is when conflict is high. It's when you're, for some reason, no one is getting what you're saying. People don't understand what you're doing. It seems like it's just conflict. It just seems like, again, the storm is coming. You're like, oh my goodness. I don't know what to expect with COVID and this variant and that, this and all this. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. 2022, I was being hopeful and now I don't know what to expect. But hope is still there. But I want you to go back to asking yourself, why do you want to lead and why do you want to now continue leading? Because this isn't a role 
that you just pick up for the parking spot or for the nice check is for something that you're going to commit to long-term because it's about impact. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the other half of this message. That'll be back to you in one second. I am so happy that you have tuned into this podcast because you're getting the tools and the strategies to help transform yourself, your organization, your institution, or to prepare you for leadership. But let's take it a bit further. As a organizational learning, development, and leadership consultant, I help train and develop leaders to improve their performance, resiliency, and diverse, with a capital D, talent management. So what are you waiting for? Set up a consultation with me now so we can talk about what you can do to create that long-term development plan to really ensure that your company, your organization, or even as you prepare for leadership is on target. If you go to my website, AishaThomas.org, go to the area where you can schedule a consultation and meet with me. And we will get you started on the path of being that transformational, trend-setting leader. So what are some solutions? What are some things to consider as you navigate and you're now aware, okay, I'm dedicated, Aisha. I am going to go back and revisit why I started to lead in the first place. And maybe it's going to evolve. Maybe it has evolved. My leadership or why I lead has evolved and it's become so much more like purposeful. It's, It's just evolved just because I've just really, I've gotten to know myself, my gifts, my talents. Again, I'm someone that is very focused on faith. And I understand that I, from my belief system, that we are all here and we're purposed to do things that it goes beyond self. Everything that we do is bigger than us. It's about we. And sometimes we get lost in I, me, right? The individual. But everything that we do is about the we. I was listening to an amazing, and trust me, this isn't going to be a sermon, but my, my virtual pastor, shout out to Dr. Darius Daniels, shout out to Eric Thomas that I listened to on Saturdays. But this message I heard just touched me and it just talked about going through this process of being purposeful and living out your dream and how there are a lot of people who aren't going to understand it. And they they might throw you off. They might say some crazy things. They might just not get it. And just imagine if those things threw you off and you didn't continue to pursue your dream or leadership or really just ensuring that you're doing your part to being an effective leader because that's correlated to that. Like then because of that, how many, how many, how much impact that would have on people if you decide to give up. If you decide to give up today and just say, you know what, whatever, and you're not giving it all you got. And trust me, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. That's why as leaders, we need to have our own 
bubbles of communities and leaders and people we can tap into and other ways and resiliency and stress management and all these things are important for us too. Because it gets hard. We're having to take on a lot more than others do. We just have to. And we need to be able to unload and decompress and take off all those different things we have to navigate as well. We have to, because we, again, are are holding on to so much. But he was talking about the story of Joseph and how if Joseph didn't, yes, there were like some pit seasons or his storm, but if he didn't pursue his dream, which essentially led to, yes, a famine came and because of this dream and because of it just really, this dream and him being able to interpret dreams, it helped prepare a nation for a famine. And because of that preparation, a whole nation was able to plan and prepare for a famine that did come and now they didn't starve. And for Joseph specifically, he had (laughs) his own internal team, AKA his family that were like, I don't know what you're talking about. This dream, it bothered them. They didn't like it. (laughs) They initiated this process of him just going through this storm season. But if he would allow that to deter his dream as, as well, those same people who were pretty much as Dr. Darius Daniels was talking about, aka they were dream killers in that season. Those same people that were against that or, or really didn't understand what was happening would have starved as well in that famine. They didn't even really see the big picture impact. And that's why we need to continue to pursue our dreams. So the the message was really tied to different dream killers, different things that we will encounter that could potentially kill our dreams or, or affect our pursuit for moving forward. So leaders Why do you want to lead? What is preventing you from moving forward? Why do you want to give up right now? And I'm not saying because some of you might be in a transition point. You might be at a point where now you want to transition and go to another organization. That's fine. Because there are going to be seasons I had, I transitioned to another organization. I think it's important that when leaders are aware what their purpose, their potential, what their gifts are, they should align themselves with that and so on. But there's some of us There's some people out there who are just want to quit just because they're just like, they just want to quit because just quitting. This isn't what I thought leadership was going to be like. They saw the good or they saw, or they had a picture. I don't even want to say they saw the good, but they had a picture of what it's going to look like. And it's not what they expected. So now they're like, I don't, I don't like this. I'm done. But a famine is coming. And how many people are going to not necessarily starve, but starve in a different way, starve as far as communication, starve as far as not getting the right support or clarity, starve in as far as seeing an effective leader. How many people are going to starve because you have decided I quit? Well, you might have the answer. Remember those stats I gave you, right? People are looking for workplace conditions. You might have some perspectives and some information that can really be important in that decision-making room. That could be the answer to 
some of these problems. And of course, you might still have those that resign. You might still have individuals that might decide to walk away. And that's okay. But you might be the reason why someone decides to stay. Or you might shift some things. Even if it's a little bit, it matters. It matters. Why do you want to lead? It's not going to always be pretty. The storms are coming. It's a part of the process. That's why they have the stages of team development. It's not something you just go through once. You will jump from one stage to another in a heartbeat. So what does a storm in season look like? People push boundaries, conflict arises. Goals are questioned, tasks are questioned. It's what you saw when the pandemic hit. It's what you saw when you saw maybe a bunch of individuals had to be let go in the company because of funding or budget-related issues or financial issues. It's what you have seen probably before. And maybe this is the first time you experience this because this might be, you might be a first-tier leader, or maybe this is your first time being in a leadership position. And you're like, wow, this is the first one I'm going through. This is my first famine. Oh, I feel the famine coming. What do I do? I went through a famine before and man, I don't, I don't want to go through one. You have the tools and the information from the last one. You just have to apply it. Gather seeds, store it. So when the famine does come, right? The storm is what we're talking about. Again, I'm correlating it to the story of Joseph, but that you're prepared. That, that story, I mean, just that message really just empowered me. And that's why I'm, I'm, I totally switched what I was going to share with you all today. So that's what happens in the storm and season. Things are chaotic. Communication is off. Team members are clashing, but what do you do? It's a great time to look at your processes it's a great time to connect with your team members and ask them, okay, what do you need? How can we adjust and make some changes? It might be some time to extend your hours. Maybe, in, maybe and when I say extend your hours, I'm talking about say that the wait time was initially 10 minutes. You might have to extend it to 20 and let the consumer know. And yes, I understand the external customer is important, but you don't want to stretch your, stress your internal customer, your team members who are so valuable that they are moving at a high pace, trying to keep up with less manpower, with less support, and it's affecting their health. Remember, one of the things I identified is for those who stay, they feel isolated. They feel stressed. They're overworked. And now that you've seen adjustments in the workplace, you don't want to make adjustments just to help them with the transition. And sometimes we have to get in there just like that wonderful young woman did. And she had to go back there and cook the breakfast. And it might never have to go that far, but she's like, I have to do what I have to do. 
So you need to look at your processes and your structures, make some adjustments if necessary. I've had to do with my organization or excuse me, my specific team, my military team and say, okay, we need to make some adjustments. I know that we might have somebody transitioning to a new career goal and a new focus soon. Okay. We need to prepare for that. And I need to hear what they have to say. So adjustments has to be made, be made because they're valuable to me. And they need to know that. And in that process, if they need time off and they need to be, they need to get it as well. You need to be able to find that balance. Remember work-life balance was something that I had discussed last year. It's only been a few days in, into 2022, but it, but it still was something important. So we want to make sure that people are still getting their time off so they can decompress. It's going to be trust building time again. Because trust might get might be lost. It might be tainted. That might be why things are being questioned. And it might have not even started at your level. It might have been something at another tier that you might have had nothing to do with. But you want to still try to maintain and build or rebuild trust and relationships. It might not even be between you and your team members, but it might be amongst team members. So there might be a lot more conversations that need to happen. This is the part and the stage where a leader has to be a little bit more hands-on, check in a little bit more. You might've been a lot more hands-off in the performance stage, but checking in a little bit more, seeing where everyone is, is going to be important. Letting them know that you care. Remember that empathy side, empathetic leadership, one-on-one is what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're doing, right? Resolving conflict swiftly, and now you're going to also help your team members learn how to resolve conflict with, between each other. Because I always say a lot of the t- our team members are bringing in their way of managing conflict from what they've experienced from their first teachers, meaning their families, meaning what they ex- saw in their communities, in their na- like th- that's really where a lot of people learn how to communicate a lot of times, conflict resolution. And learning communication or conflict resolution skills to really learn that effectively. It might be really in the workplace where they're like, oh, I need to really develop this area. And that's just reality. So your first teachers from the household to school to, you know, maybe if you were in sports, all those different things are teaching you basic life skills, communication skills, conflict resolution skills. So even as leaders, we're teaching other leaders because, again, leadership is influence. We all have leadership within us. Some people just have to develop their skills a little bit, and some people decide to pursue leadership roles. But you not only want to navigate and support and resolve conflict, you want to teach others how to do conflict healthy. So now they are learning the tools. So if they do have another conflict-related incident, they can handle it at their level. More hands-on, right? And even in that process, working through that mindset of motivation, positivity, finding ways to still maintain that hopeful outlook. How can you still usher that in? How? 
because there's still purpose behind everything that we do. So still have those team building activities, still have those outings when you can, still find ways to make sure your team members know they you care. Send them a quote, a message daily. Send them something that just keeps them hopeful and inspired. Thank them and make it personal. One of the things I sent to my email list over the holiday is, you know, you're thinking about things you want to do for the holiday. There's some blanket gifts that everyone gives, but how about you personalize it if you want to give people things? Write them a personal note. Just thank them. There might be some conversations that you need to have individually, but you want to start to learn and understand your team members a little bit more. That's important. And not saying you have to purchase them anything or so on. Please get with HR on that. (laughs) But by understanding them a bit more, you start to understand the worlds and understand, okay, we know that. I know that if I have team members that have children, all right, you got to give them a little bit more heads up to prepare for certain things. I know that we were in a transition back into the office. All right, I got to let them know ahead of time, hey, we're going back into the office. So your child care, consider this, consider that because we we might be headed back. And I need to also be ready to fight for them if, hey, there's a shift that happens. A shift that happens as far as their childcare, you know, and looking for other alternatives and ways that I can step in and support so they can have the support they need. Because they're valuable. Each one of them is valuable to me. Why do you want to lead? It's not just about the money. It's not just about the rank. It's not just about the title. It's not just about the Facebook post and the hoorahs you're going to get. It gets real on this other side. It really does. Why do I want to lead? Right? Because I've been asking you all that. (laughs) I want to leave because I believe that it's aligned in my purpose. I want to leave because everything that I've learned, the wisdom I've gained, the, the information I've been given, all the ups and downs I've had with even bad leaders. If I am moving up in different tiers and I have the power, I'm not literal power, but if I have the influence to potentially change things to make it better for those coming behind me, I want to be able to impact that. I lead because I want to influence positive change. I want to embed inclusivity. I want to open doors for other women I want to open doors for other minority women and men. I want to just, I just want to do so many different things for the we, not just for the me. And because I'm just clear of me, I'm clear of knowing that my life's work is not just about myself. Even though the me gets in the way sometimes. Because I still have emotions and feelings and all those different things. (laughs) I do. But it's always been about the we. And I'm passionate about it. And being someone that's a high altruist, 
you see the potential in people and you see the power and the things that they can do and you want them to also see it. So it's also embedding these same skills in them and then recognizing the power that they have and then also getting them to also connect with, man, this is bigger than just me. It's about the we. Why do you want to lead? It's not about the aesthetics. It's bigger than you. It's about the impact that you're going to make, the lives that are going to be changed. There's something behind you being placed into that position that goes beyond, look at me, I am a V leader, I am the CEO. Do more of that. So while one guide can say the process is or, I want you to add the and, and the people. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as you're going into 2022, and I've been really pushing myself away from like new year, new me. I had a conversation with my good girlfriend. Y'all go check her out, Tanya Carter. She has a great podcast out there. Um, But you know, we hear this new year, new me, and you hear that there's a pattern by a certain month that people just started to drop down from their goals. I've been, you want to make it into a lifestyle about daily activities of your goals, right? Daily, just daily goals. You don't even have to think about, hey, I already know what I want to pursue in the next year or so, but daily, what do I just need to take care of each day? Just start there. I've still been on my fitness tip, okay? I'm not waiting until I get into this certain month before now I want to get ready for my summer body or whatever your goal is. It's already happening. I never stopped for my last PT test. Still maintaining, still getting stronger. I'm still pursuing my educational goals. I'm still pursuing like it needs to be a lifestyle. That's why they even say with like, don't say it's a diet, make it into a lifestyle change. So leaders, leadership is a lifestyle. It is a mindset. It is something that you just need to become. It's not, it needs to be bigger than just what comes with it. And yes, we want to know what comes with it. The benefits are beneficial. We have bills to pay. <laughs> we have things that, you know, you've worked hard to get. Please don't, don't take it that we, you know, yes, it's, you still want to get the perks that come with it a hundred percent, but to the heart of you to intrinsically that piece, right? What is the why behind it? Because if things get hectic, if things get hectic and just walk away and it's like, I will only be in a leadership role if things are good, that's a problem. That's, a, that's when your leadership skills really shine in the midst of the war. In my last post that I made, I talked about, one of the posts I made, I talked about how um, it was really fascinating, but you know, you have these wars, right? But within you have all these like miniature battles that are happening that are aiding to the winning of the war. And the message was really around how there are people who were leaders of the past who were not here. They're not here today to see how all their, those miniature battles that they were fighting, they were in this, you know, we, I say miniature battles, but what Martin Luther King did, our MLKs, like all these people who have Rosa Parks, like just all these iconic names, you know, these people that we look in history that did so many great things that didn't live to see it. But everything that they did 
was a kink towards winning the war of equal rights, winning the war of equality and, you know, for black and brown people to have certain, like, it's just, it just was all aided towards a big picture of something bigger than what they were doing. Again, it was about the we. So just realize that, you know, these are like simply like little campaigns and little battles that we're in, but it's all aiding to a bigger, bigger impact, an impact of the we. So I hope that 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 is in the background of what you're doing. Because if it's solely about the I, and that is what it's all about, then please, please excuse yourself. Recuse yourself, right? You know, they'll say, I recuse myself. Please remove yourself from that role because you're in it for the wrong reasons. All right? So shout out to you all that's out there that are on the we. And please know that for those out there that it is natural and normal that even if you're in it for the we, that these same leaders that did some amazing things had those moments where they were like, you know what? I want to quit today. (laughs) That is normal. So that is normal. It is normal to have those feelings. But just keep on pushing forward and just recognize to prioritize yourself Make sure you connect yourself with amazing and healthy communities of leaders that will help you navigate through those tough moments and ensure that you are still prioritizing the time with your family and those things that are important to you because it is a fact. If you were to slip away, that job will be filled. It will be posted because, again, a business must continue. So make sure you're prioritizing those things that matter, that will always be there with you and for you, regardless of the role and the title that you have. But always just remember, like, you're a priority just like we prioritize everyone else. All right? So why do you want to lead? What's going to continue to press you forward? And if you ain't about that life... (laughs) Honestly, step away so those who are truly there with the mission of the we can make that impact. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that is my rant for the day. Next week, we have a good interview for you, but I had to get that out today. It was just in my spirit, right? With everything that's about to transition and happen, we got this. So let's get ready for our famine. We've stored up some seeds. We have the information and the knowledge. Now it's about applying it, right? So appreciate you guys tuning in today. As always, have you left me a review yet? Come on, leave me a review. And I heard that Spotify, you can actually like do the four stars. Go to Spotify and go ahead, hit that girl. Hit me up and say, let me hit Aisha Thomas, that woman with five stars. Go ahead and go do that for me. Share this with another leader who might benefit from this conversation. And, you know, if you have any questions or concerns, please, you can always email me at info at AishaThomas.org or go to my website, AishaThomas.org to learn more about me, learn more about my opportunities, or if you want any opportunities that I can come out and support your organization with learning and development. I have testimonials on there and I have so many great tools out there, resources and employee development plan, all that on my website. And also 
This whole process of the stages of team development is on my YouTube. I did a whole series on it and I did a great overview. So if you go to my YouTube page again, AishaThomas.org, hit the YouTube link. It'll take you right to the YouTube page or just search my name, Aisha Thomas. You will also see those videos there and you can watch them, right? So um, go there, watch those videos and it will help you and give you more resources through this season, all right? So you guys have an amazing week. And I will see you guys with another episode soon. All right. Ta-ta.